Ben Harrison leading off for the New York Mets against Steve Carlton. And the hard-throwing left-hander's fastball is swung on and missed like one. Carlton owns one victory over New York this year. It represents his lifetime record against New York. Steve Carlton has won 11 and lost 7. And Harrison blessed a bunch. Takes the pitch outside and high. It's one ball, one strike. Yogi Berra coaching at first. Charlie Parker coaching at third. Leon Jones waiting in the on-deck circle. Now the pitch on the way. Foul ball hit off the fist and back toward the crowd. No play. Setting up St. Louis defensively, Orlando Cepeda is at first. Julio and Javier playing second. Foul Maxwell is short. Paul Gagliano filling in for Mike Shannon at third. Lou Brock is in left. Kurt Flood in center. Roger Maris around and right. And the pitch to bat a curve that's leaning almost to Gatti. Phil Carlton strikes out Harrelson to lead off the ball game. From the Chicago behind the plate, and left center Steve Carlton is on the mound. Carlton, just 22 years old, six foot four inch left hander out of North Miami, Florida. And the Cardinals have been getting tremendous performances from their young pitchers all year long. Now the hitter is Leon Jones. Leon has hit safely in 15 of the last 16 ball games he's played. His average now is at 260, and he takes a strike of the inside corner. Left-hand pitching has been a constant source of mystery to the nut-bats throughout the year. And he analyzed the nuts ball club, and as they came from the spring tang, it appeared they would be stronger against the left-hander. Now a swing and a milk is strike two. Many right-hand hitters will hit right-hand pitching better than they hit left-hand pitching. Cleon Jones, very notable along those lines. Cleon hits the right-handers better than the left-handers. Now the two-strike delivery. Foul ball hit down the right field line going over into the crowd. No play. Against the left-handers this year, the Mets have won 14 and lost 30. Percentage-wise, against right-handers, they fared much better, 35 and 46. Ball in the ball, left-hander delivers a ground ball hit toward the middle. Fielded by Javier, the hurried peg in time, and Jones is out. Early on, Javier, ranging wide to his right, going toward the middle of the line. Now two up and two set aside by Steve Carlton, and it brings up Bob Johnson. Bob has been the Mets' leading batter against left-hand pitching this year. He has hit almost 400 against the fastball. Carlton winding, he pitched to Johnson outside the highest ball line. Steve Carlton... Has started 22 games. He has seven complete games. 11 and 7 for a record and a good 3.0 earned run average. Now swing and a miss. One ball and one strike. Rookie right-hander Dick Hughes, 13 and 4. Nelson Bryles, 9 and 5. Ron Willis, 5 and 3. Larry Jasper, 7 and 7. Ray Washburn, 8 and 6. The young Cardinal pitching staff has come through with flying colors. And after Bob Gibson was hurt and placed on the disabled list, so effectively did the young pitchers pick up the slack. The Redbirds won 20 of their next 24. Ground ball hit down to third. Gagliano up with it. Makes the long throw to Cepeda and the Mets are out. 
No runs, no hits, no errors, and none left. The score in the middle of the first, the New York Mets nothing, and the St. Louis Cardinals coming to bat. The Association of American Battery Manufacturers points out that average battery life is 26 months. So if your car's battery is over two years old, there's a good chance it's ready to be replaced. Don't be misled into thinking that because your battery gives good starts now, that it's in top-notch condition. High temperatures under the hood during the summer months weaken the battery and make it subject to unexpected failure. Stop in at your nearby Gulf dealers and have your battery power tested. If test indicate it's on the way out, replace it with a Gulf Power Crest. The Gulf Power Crest is built to hold up under the roughest conditions and to provide season after season of fast, sure starts and dependable power. And it has plenty of reserve power that's quick to respond when the need is greatest. Remember the name, Gulf Power Crest. And remember to see your Gulf dealer for a battery test today. Now the last of the first inning here at beautiful Bush Memorial Stadium near the banks of the Mississippi. After all the rain that besieged the New York area since last Thursday, the Mets were delighted to arrive in St. Louis and find beautiful baseball weather. Interestingly enough, the weather has been very unseasonably cool in the Midwest. And yesterday, the Weather Bureau reported a low of 54 degrees, and that was the lowest temperature for that date in the St. Louis Weather Bureau history. It warmed up considerably today. Now the left fielder, Lou Brock, will be leading off against right-hander Jack Fisher. Brock hitting 288. He has 163 base hits. Ground ball hit slowly toward the middle, charged by Johnson. He throws the crane to an impact. Brock hitting the first pitch, and Bob Johnson throws him out. Now center fielder, Kurt Flood, coming up. Flood hitting at 327. He was out of the lineup for about three weeks and still has almost 140 hits. And a breaking ball just outside, it's ball one. Orlando Cepeda leading the National League and the Major Leagues in batting with a 346 average. Kurt Flood is number four in the National League in hitting. Slow ground ball, a tough play, racing for his Harrelson. The hurry tag out at first base. Beautiful throw by Bud Harrelson. Throwing against the running speed of Kurt Flood, Bud had to give it all the leverage he could get. And a beautiful throw to get him. Two outs and nobody on. Roger Maris comes up. Roger hitting 271. He has eight home runs and 44 runs batted in. Merrill's a full hitter in the defense. Both inner and outer swings around toward right. Around comes the right arm of Jack Fisher and a slow curve is over. Strike one call. The Cardinals are Orlando Cepeda leading the major leagues in hitting. He is also the first major league player this year to reach 100 RBIs. Here's the pitch on the way. Breaking ball inside, and Rogers steps back. One ball and one strike. 
1964, when St. Louis won the National League pennant and went on to win the World Series, they won their 80th game on the 13th of September. This Cardinal team has already won 80 ball games. Slow ground ball, moving in is Bob Johnson. He snags the hop, throws to Greenpool, and a strong opening inning by Jack Fisher. Side retired on three ground balls. No runs, no hits, no errors, and none left on. So at the end of one, the Mets nothing and the Cardinals nothing. Okay, Ralph Tommy Davis comes up against Steve Carlton. Tommy hitting 311 with 16 home runs and 66 runs batted in. Tommy has been in the top 10 in hitting in the National League practically all year long. Here's the pitch by the left-hander, a curveball that's foul tip. Strike one. In the second game tonight, ex-Met Jack LeMabe will be the Cardinal pitcher. Left-hander Bob Hendley will pitch for New York. Tomorrow night, Dick Hughes, 13-4 against Kyle Coons. The last game of the series Wednesday night, Larry Jaster against Danny Priscilla. Here's the pitch on the way. Bounce toward the middle, running for it, and flagging the ball down Maxwell. The peg the first, he got him. Now Maxwell, flick fielding St. Louis shortstop, racing toward the second base cushion to cut off that ground ball. One out and nobody on, Ron Sloboda coming up. Ron has now discarded the wrapping on his right wrist. He says the hand does not feel 100% yet, but he feels that he now can get by without the wrapping, which kind of hindered his swinging. Pitch by Carlton is swung out of no strike one. The tall left-hander really has a live arm. Now the pitch on the way, a foul ball back into the screen, and the count is strike two. Steve Carlton is only 22 years old. Swing and a miss on a high hard one. He struck him out. That for Carlton is his second strikeout. He's 11 and 7 this year. Last year, he was in only nine games with St. Louis and was 3-3. Three and three. The rest of the time, he pitched in the Coast League with the Tulsa Oilers. In 65, his second year in pro ball, he was in 15 games with the Cardinals. 64 was his first year, so he's actually had about two and a half years in the minor leagues and a half year in the major leagues, and now this is his first full season in the major leagues. Inside and low, it's ball one. Check swings and fouls hips it off the mask of Tim McCarver. One ball and one strike. So far, Bush Memorial Stadium here in St. Louis has been a very happy hitting ground for Jerry Butchek since he came to the New York Mets. He faced the Mets attack the last time they were here, and they swept both ends of a doubleheader, then lost the final game of the three-game series. Dennis Bennett picked up one win, and Bob Shaw the other in relief of Dick Soma. Foul ball, back upstairs, no play. Carlton's control has been much improved this year. The kind of stuff he has when he has good control. 
He's very tough to handle. Now a breaking ball low and the count is even at two and two. There are very few veterans on this Cardinal pitching set. Bob Gibson, Al Woodishick, and Al Jackson. Swing and a miss. He struck him out and Carlton strikes out Bouchard. His third strikeout. No runs, no hits, no errors, and none left on. At the end of an inning and a half, the New York Mets nothing. The St. Louis Cardinals nothing. Last of the second inning of the baby bull, Orlando Cepeda leads off against Jack Fisher. Cepeda leading the major leagues in batting, hitting 346. And the fastball is high, ball one. Orlando has 23 home runs, and he's the first player in the major leagues to reach the 100 RBI level. Now the pitch on the way. Again, it's taken a little bit high, 2-0. On the coaching line for Red Candy, Dick Sussler coaching at first base. Joe Schultz is on the lines at third. Now the 2-0 delivery. Foul ball coming back, no play. Two balls and a strike. Tim McCarver is the on-deck batter, and then Julian Javier. Fisher into his windup, a 2-1 pitch. A foul ball hit back toward the crowd. Grody starts back. A lot of room in foul territory. But this one will carry to the feet. This is an ideal ballpark for Jerry Grody to go after foul balls. There is a lot of room. The dugouts are long and fairly wide, and you can get down into them fairly easily. We had a game here last year when Grody raced over to the dugout, put his hands on the dugout roof and was swinging back and forth. He had the ball caught, but when he had to turn loose, the ball fell out of his glove. Beautiful curve by Fisher. A strike gets to it over for a strike three call. Jack Fisher behind on Cepeda, two strikes, comes back to get him on the next three pitches. Now come the Carver. All-star receiver along with Joe Torrey. Tim enjoying his best year ever. He's hitting 301. 10 home runs and 52 runs batted out. Here's the pitch on the way. Fast ball over the outside corner of the knees. Strike one. Jack Fisher has pitched well against St. Louis. Jack has a lifetime record against the Cardinals of seven wins and seven losses. Outside the high, one ball, one strike. Fisher trying to be the stopper. Mets at the moment are suffering through their longest losing streak of the year. They've lost eight in a row. One-one delivery. Curve hit on the ground down to first base. Clean pool snags it. Eddie races to the bag, takes it himself to retire McCarver, two men away. By the time the smoke clears Sunday evening in Chicago, Harvey Haddocks and West Western will have to get together and count the bodies to see if they have any pitching left. The Mets are playing 11 games this week. Four doubleheaders. The doubleheader here this evening. 
They're going to play a game on Thursday originally an off day, and then three doubleheaders in a row against the Cubs Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. The Cubs will have four in a row because they have a doubleheader on Labor Day. Picking a high ball what? Rouse to the ball players when Labor Day rolls around and they only play one game, it'll kind of seem like an off day, won't it? It'll be an off day. Joe Gagliano, the on-deck batter, the pitch by Jack Fisher, a slider that is swung on and missed. Early in Javier, putting together a tremendous year. Best hitting year Javier has had. He's had 13 home runs and knocked 54 runs in already. Julian hitting at 279. Cardinals opened the year. They knew they had wonderful defense up the middle. With Maxwell and Javier, they didn't expect to get this much hitting. Get off the end of the bat foul. Mike Shannon is just being rested for a few games by Red Candies. He had got into a batting slump. But even with the slump, Shannon has knocked 61 runs in. Now Fisher getting his sign from Jerry Grody. The one-two delivery to Javier. Foul ball, he just got a piece of it. He comes right straight back. A crowd of 31,000 tonight in St. Louis would enable the Cardinals to match their attendance for all of last season. And they had a great year last year. They drew 1,712,000. St. Louis leading the major leagues in attendance. The one-two delivery. Curve hit on the ground down to third. Charged by Bootcheck. The sidearm pull. Safe. Full change will off the bag, and he couldn't hold on to it. Ball was hit slowly, and Bootcheck's only chance was a sidearm throw, which he couldn't get anything on. It will be an infield hit for Julian Javier. So we have the first base runner in the doubleheader. It comes with two outs in the last of the second. The batter is Phil Gagliano. Gagliano has not played a great deal this year. Mike Shannon has been playing day in and day out at third, and when his bats seemed to get a little bit weary, Red Shandies decided to sit him out for a couple of days, and Gagliano takes over. Still a right-hand hitter. Ball by Fisher, low and outside, one ball and no strike. St. Louis tonight opening a homestand. They have been gone the last 11 games. On their trip to the West, they won six and lost five. They left St. Louis ten and a half games in front. They came back ten and a half in front. Now throw to first by Fisher. It's not in time. Curve hit on the ground, foul down the third baseline. One ball, one strike. In the American League, Minnesota and Boston in a virtual deadlock for first place. The Twins actually lead by a percentage point. 
The White Sox one game back and Detroit a game and a half back. And a very big Monday night schedule in the major league. Now Fisher checks his runner. And the pitch is inside and high, straightening up Gagliano. Two balls and one strike. With the contenders in the American League, the White Sox play at Washington tonight. The Red Sox will be at Yankee Stadium. The Tigers are game on the West Coast against the Angels. And Baltimore plays with Minnesota. Fisher is stepping off. Two-one delivery. Curve low outside, and now Fisher has a three-and-one count on Gagliano. St. Louis leading Cincinnati, the nearest chaser, by ten and a half. Phillies and Cubs eleven and a half games back. Javier leading off first, two men down. Swing and a miss. It's three and two. The Cardinals shortstop, now Maxville is beyond deck batter. Crowd still assembling here at beautiful Bridge Memorial Stadium. Now Fisher steps off. Crane pool holding against Javier. And a throw to first is not in time. He'll be running this time on three and two with two men down. And Fisher, one of the very best at picking off base runners, has that thought in mind. There goes the runner, the pitch foul back of the screen. He'll have to return. This ability is absolutely magnificent today in St. Louis. The cool weather really cleared it out. How high is that archway around 700 feet? It's a little lower than that. I think it's somewhere around 650. Let me check it out. Bay Stadium has a great location for the fans, and this is a tremendous location for the St. Louis Cardinal fans. This stadium is practically right down in the heart of the city. There goes the runner, and it's a fly ball into the air to left field. Outside third, moving back is Jerry Bootcheck, and Jerry makes the catch. We gave that one a very bad call. I was fooled by the ball going off the bat. I thought it was going to left field. Started to look toward Tommy Davis, and lo and behold, there's Bootcheck just backpedaling down the left field line to take it. Actually caught in foul territory, and the side is out. No runs, one hit. No errors, and one left on. Ralph, we're not used to broadcasting games to the good weather, I guess. At the end of two, the score, the Mets nothing, and the Cardinals nothing. Third inning here in St. Louis, no score, and as New York comes up against Steve Carlton, coming up to tell you all about it, Ralph Trainer. Okay, Bob Murphy and I, everyone, Ed Cranebull, the first batter for the Mets, he takes the strike as the left-hander, Steve Carlton, comes in with the first pitch. Scoreless ball game, and Carlton back, and the pitch is grounded right back to the middle, coming over by second base. Both Javier and Maxwell, and they both sort of pull off at the last minute. The ball rolls in the center field, and Greenville bounces a base hit on through for the next first hit. St. 
They disagree even as one of beats the scoreless ball game. No one out in the top of the third. And we'll pause now for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. Hi, this is Jerry Ducey. Join me for my telephone talk show weeknights here at 810 on your dial, WGY Schenectady. Rob Turner along with Bob Murphy and Lindsey Nelson. And the first pitch to the next batter, Jerry Grody, a single in the center field. Rainbow goes to second base. He's trying for third. Kurt Flood doesn't even try to throw over there. He's had a bad arm. And Greenbull ends up at third base and Grody at first. So leadoff hit, one by Greenbull. That gives him nine consecutive ball games that he has had at least one base hit in. And one by Jerry Grody. That brings up the pitcher, Jack Fisher. Jack has had five hits and 58 times up. No one out, top of the third, and the Mets threatening here against the left-hander, Steve Carlton. Carlton sets, and Fisher steps out of the batter's box. He wants another set of signs from Salty Parker. He was not too sure what they had on. Now Jack gets back in the batter's box, and Carlton sets up again. And the first pitch, it's a fastball low, ball one. The height of that arch is 632 feet up there sure they have you bet they have fellows flowing underneath it right on through now the 1-0 pitch Fisher squares out the bunt takes outside two balls no strike Infield set back by manager Red Shandy and short in second. They're looking for a double play. Third baseman Phil Gagliano even with a bag. Pitch back is high and it's ball three. Now Tim McCarver goes out to talk with Steve Carlton. Ralph, you may not believe this, but there are people up on the top of that archway, 632 feet high, looking through those small windows and watching the ball game. They finally got those trains going and go up there, huh? Or maybe it's a few workmen that never got down. Maybe they're young, maybe. Back. I give out the signs and the pitch is over. Fastball through, three balls, one strike. Maybe they're yelling, maybe. You can just make out the windows up there at the very top from here with the naked eye. Beautiful structure. Two or one, a grand prize in architecture. Rainbow makes a motion at third base, a bluff down the line, and Carlton steps off the pitching rubber. Now he's back on, and the pitch back to the plate is in for call strike two. Fisher taking all the way, and it counts three and two. Now Jack again checking out Salty Parker, the third base corner. Carlton sets up. Grody at first base is running with the pitch, and the ball is bunted foul, and that means a strikeout. Two strike bunt foul, and a strikeout going to the record of Steve Jordan. His fourth strikeout in the ball game, and that brings up Bud Harrelson with one man out here in the top of the third. Runners have to go back to their respective positions. Frainville stays at third base, and Jerry Grody, who is running on the play, goes back to first. Now the shortstop, Dow Maxwell, comes in to talk with Tim McCarver and Steve Garvin. 
Felton was signed for $5,000 by Howie Follett. He lives in Miami, Florida. He won his first game in the major leagues against the Mets. Back in 1966. Now, McCarver back to give out the signs. And the first pitch to Harrison is taken high as ball one, a fastball missing. Bud struck out his first time up. His average is 269. Brody a short lead at first base. And the pitch to Harrison is taken low and it's ball two. Two balls, no strike. Ballpark dimensions here at Burke Stadium, 3.30 down the line, 4.14 in center. The 2-0 delivery to Harrison's taken low on his ball three, so now Steve Carlton has gone 3-0 again. First to Jack Fisher, and he picked him up on a strikeout, and now to Bud Harrelson. No conference this time, and the pitch to the plate to Harrelson is in. All strike one. Infield has shortened up on the shortstop side. Second baseman Julian Javier is still deep at second base. Now time is called as Bud Harrison goes out to talk with Sally Parker, Parker about what he actually is supposed to do. Conversation still going on. Now they break apart and Harrison comes back to the batter's box. Scoreless ball game, the Mets have runners at first and third with one man out in the top of the third. Base hit by Eddie Cranepool and Jerry Grody. The first two of the game off Steve Carlton. Now it's 3-1. Carlton set. And the pitch. The runner going, and the pitch is outside, ball four. Grody goes down halfway to second base and then comes back to first. Harrelson doesn't make any moves to walk to first base, and Grody now goes down to second. A little confusion on the base pass by the Mets. Grody had got all the way down about almost a little further than halfway to second base when the ball was not hit. When he saw the ball was caught, he shot it back to first. Throw on down to second base, was then returned to first, and Grody slid in at first base ahead of the play, and then he gets second base free. That loads up the bases on the watch, the first one the Mets have had in the ball game, and brings up Creon Jones, who has hit in 15 of his last 16 ball games. Since the All-Star break, Creon Jones has raised his average from 200 all the way up to 260. His first time up, he grounded out to second. Infield, a double play depth, and the first pitch is swung on strike one. Three on with 24 runs battled in.
And now the one-strike delivery hits in the air in foul territory on the first base side. Coming over to take a look as the ball goes into the stands, Orlando Cepeda. That puts the count at strike two. Orlando Cepeda at first base for the St. Louis Cardinals. The Cardinals go on the win, the National League finish. About even money, he'd be the most valuable player in the National League. Cepeda has moved in. He is in tight, ahead of the runner at first base. Rest of the infield back, looking for two men out, hoping for a double play. Leon Jones, a fast man and hard to double up. Bases loaded. Carlton into the windup, and the pitch back to Jones is taken high. One and two. Steve Carlton had retired the Mets in order in the first and second inning. And the Mets now threatening for the first time in the ballgame here in the third. No score. One man away. Now Carlton back again, and the pitch is taken high and outside. That puts the count of two balls and two strikes. Tim McGarver, a uh, fine catcher, setting the signs out. And now Carlton into the windup, and the 2 2 pitch is fouled back against the screen. So Cleon keeps the count of two balls and two strikes. John Dick batter for the Mets, Bob Johnson. Cardinals play Cleon Jones, shaded. Left field is still bathed in sunshine. We have shadows all around the rest of the field. Once again, the signs go out. Runners edge up. And Carlton into the windup. And the pitch to Jones is high, and it's ball three. That fills the count, three balls and two strikes. Orlando Cepeda now walking in to say something to Carlton. One man away, so the runners will not be moving. And the three-two pitch to Jones is grounded right back to Steve Rowden. He almost throws the ball away at home, but gets the ball to Tim McCarver in time. His throw on the first base is in time for the double play. A one-two-three double play to retire the side. No runs, two hits, no errors, and two men left on base. And the score at the end of two and a half innings, the Mets nothing, the Cardinals nothing. Recognize that sound? Of course, a traffic jam. And usually, just when you're in a hurry to get somewhere, you know why. There are more and more people and more and more cars on the road. The same sort of thing is happening in our post offices. More and more letters. In fact, mail now pours in at the rate of over 200 million new pieces a day. The result could be a mail jam, and your letter could be right in the middle of it. But the post office has come up with a solution. It's zip code. Zip enables postal workers to sort mail faster than ever before and prevent a mail jam. But to make zip code work, you must put it on every mailing address. Put zip on your return address, too, so others can zip their mail to you. Remember, mail moves the country, and zip code moves the mail.
Well, a one-two-three double play, taking the Mets out of a chance to break into the scoreless tie. And we go to the bottom half of the third. Cardinals coming up for the third time against Jack Fisher. Jack has given up no runs, one infield hit, while striking out one and walking none. His first man here in the third will be Dow Maxwell, the shortstop. Dow batting 218, the right-hand batter, and the first pitch is grounded out to short. Bud Harrelson gets a two-hopper. His long throw to first base is in time. So one away in the third, and the pitcher now, Steve Carlton, do up. They reach for Rheingold and new feats on Mr. Beer. Rheingold with a head as tall and proud as a pennant flag flying in center field. Make it Mr. Beer. Make it Rheingold. And you make it big. Steve Carlton coming up. Big tall left-hand pitcher, a left-hand batter. Steve has a total of six base hits and 53 times up. He's batting 113. And the right-hander, Jack Fisher, to the plate, and the pitch is a curveball. Dropping in, it's strike one. Well, fellows like Steve Carlton, who has done a great job picking up the pitching for the St. Louis Cardinals, his record 11-7. and seven. And Dick Hughes, another newcomer to the Cardinals. Next pitch back is outside. One ball, one strike. Hughes has really taken over for the Cardinals. He has won 13 and lost four. And the Cardinals stretching out their lead in the National League race. Next pitch is swung on, and the count now one and two. On July 24th, the Cardinals were tied with the Chicago Cubs for first place in the National League race. They went on a binge and won 20 of the next 24 ball games to separate the league. Here's the one-two delivery, a swing and a foul down in the dirt. Cardinals picked up 11 full games on Chicago since July 24th. They have picked up six games on Cincinnati since the 24th. Two and a half on the Phillies, who are also a hot ball club. They picked up nine games on Atlanta and 11 and a half games on the Pittsburgh Pirates. Now the one-two pitch. Once again, and it's outside, two and two. Cardinals go into this ball game with a record of ten and a half games in front. Now at 2-2, the pitcher's called strike three, and Jack Fisher gets his second strikeout. Both strikeouts have been called. He struck out Orlando Cepeda in the second. Now with two and out, a scoreless side, the batter coming up for the second time in the ball game, Lou Brock. Lou Brock grounded out to second base in the first pitch. Left-hand batter with an average of 287. And Fisher with the first pitch, it's in high tight, ball one. Slider missing. Fisher back again, and this time a foul ball back against the screen. One ball, one strike. Cardinals are just about a sense to draw two million people this year. Here's the 1-1 delivery. Pitch high and away, and it's two balls, one strike. They have 15 more games here at their beautiful new stadium, including this one here tonight that we are now playing. Two 
Two balls, one strike. The pitch by Fisher is fouled off down the left field line. Down at two and two. Cardinals need to average 20,000 to go to the two million mark in attendance. Last year, they set their all-time high. Here's a 2-2 two -two pitch. Rounded out slowly toward first base. Fisher tries for it. He can't get to it. He runs on by first base, and the throw by Crane pulled through the bag. Went behind Fisher, but it was picked up quickly by Bob Johnson. And Lou Brock has to stay at first. The base hit for him, second Cardinal hook. And with two minutes away, the batter now coming up for the Cardinals, Kurt Flush. The two base hits have been drivers. One down the third baseline by Julian Javier. The other now by Lou Brock down the first baseline. Not the only chance they had on that was for Fisher to be able to pick it up as he ran out toward first base, but he couldn't get to it. Rainpole finally feels the ball, but that was not the answer. Jerry Grody out and how to talk with Jack Fisher. Well, we have the major league leader in stolen bases at first base, Lou Brock. He has a total of 40. He's been thrown out 15 times. We have one of the best pitchers in baseball at holding runners on in Jack Fisher. And a strong throwing arm on Jerry Grody. It's a situation where a stolen base would be in effect. Score the ball game, two men out. Kurt for the single batter is up. So Brock at first base. Fisher backs off the pitching. Now he gets back on. Brock has a very short lead right now. He does not go, and the pitch is a pitch out. It's ball one. Cardinals have averaged 28,000 over their 60 dates so far this year, so they look pretty good to go over that 2 million mark. Brock again with a short lead. He does not go, and the pitch is in for a call strike. One ball, one strike. Signs go out, Jerry Grody the catcher. Fisher slowly gets in the set position. Brock with a little bit bigger lead, about a half a step further. Now he goes back to first as Fisher steps off the rubber. Brock again with a short lead. He is not going, and the pitch is dropped by Jerry Grody. He picks it up quickly, and Brock stays at first base. Two ball, one strike count. Brock gave a good decoy at going on that one. Brody thought he was, and when he dropped the ball, he spun around, picked the ball up, was all set to fire the second, but Brock was not going. Now Brock again off. Again, not much of a lead. He edges up a little. Fisher throws the first. Brock gets back very easily. Now Fisher again in the set position. Brock a little bit further off. Again a throw there. Again he gets back easily. Fisher looks at him as he moves off. Now sets in the set position. And again a throw to first. This one just a shade closer. Brock again back standing up. Ideal situation to be running with a count. Two balls, one strike. Two men out. Curtis flood the batter. Now Brock again faking the goal. And the ball is it right through the middle. A base hit in the center field. Leon Jones will have a play at second base only as Brock goes over to third. The throw goes over the second baseman's head. And Jack Fisher takes it on the pitching mound. So Kurt Flood with a single has put Brock at third base. And the Cardinals with two men out have runners at first and third and Roger Maris coming up. 
Roger grounded out to second base his first time up. Flood batting 326 with that base hit. Maris has an average of 270. And Jack Fisher into the set position and the first pitch of fastball outside, ball one. Roger Maris has driven in 44 runs. He has eight home runs to go with a 270 average. Scoreless ball game and the Cardinals threatening here with runners at first and third, two men out. Bottom half of the third. Now Fisher set again and the pitch back is taken high and away and this time Roger had made up his mind to bunt the ball but then the last minute when the pitch was out of the strike zone he drew the bat back. So it's two balls, no strike. Fisher, a long reading of the signs, and now in the set position. And the 2-0 pitch to Roger Maris is low, and it's ball three. Three balls, no strike. On deck batter, Orlando Cepeda. So Fisher, backing himself into the corner. Get the first two men out, Dal Maxwell the ground out the short. He struck out Steve Carlton. But then Lou Brock got an infield hit in the single by Kurt Flood, put runners at first and third. And the next pitch is ball four, and that loads him up. Bases are loaded on the first walk given up by Jack Fisher, and the cheer in the background is for Orlando Cepeda as he comes to the plate. He leads the major leagues and runs batted in with 100. He leads the major leagues in hitting with an average of 345. He leads the major league as one of the best ball players that the Cardinals have. And also in the National League, he is a strong man. So Fisher has his work cut out. Jack struck him out his first time up, caught him looking at a curveball. Now the windup and the first pitch to Cepeda. Fastball fouled back out of play, strike one. Cepeda brought a nine-game hitting streak into this game. Lou Brock at third base, edging up. At second base is Kurt Flood and Roger Maris at first. Outfield deep, the infield back. Two men away, bottom half of the third. Scoreless game, and the pitch to Cepeda is hit foul. High in the air over the Met dugout, out of play. Ball just now coming down, and Fisher out in front with a two-strike count. Fisher stepping back off the pitching rubber. He's taking plenty of time. Signs go out. Jerry Grody sending the signs out. Cepeda steps out of the batter's box. Now he gets back in. Fisher first checks Lou Brock at third. Again looks there and then goes into the short windup and the two-strike delivery. Fastball hit down to third. Taken there by Jerry Butek. His throw to second base in time for the fourth play that retires the side. So both teams not scoring after getting the bases loaded. The Mets in the top of the third, the Cardinals in the bottom half of the third. No runs, two hits, no errors, a walk, and three men left on. And the score at the end of three.
The Mets nothing, the Cardinals nothing. And let's check out the scores around Major League Baseball. Okay, Ralph, this will be a very unusually heavy Monday for Major League Baseball. One afternoon game that at Wrigley Field where all home games are played in the afternoon. The Chicago Cubs came from behind to defeat the Houston Astros 6-5. Ferguson Jenkins once again tried for that elusive 17th. Did not figure in the decision. Bill Stoneman relieved in the sixth inning and got the win. Another rookie, Chuck Hartenstein, saved in the ninth inning. Rookie Bruce Von Haas started for Houston. Dave Justy came out in the third. Justy, the losing pitcher, and Dukes came out in the eighth inning. Home runs for the Astros by Doug Rader with a man on and by Dave Justy with a base of square. Final score, Chicago 6, Houston 5. The Mets will play the Cubs a single game Thursday afternoon. Then doubleheaders Friday, Saturday, and Sunday afternoon. The rest of the action today, Pittsburgh will be in Atlanta. Philadelphia at Cincinnati, the Dodgers and Giants at San Francisco. In the American League, Cleveland at Kansas City, Chicago at Washington. The Red Sox and the Yankees in the stadium, Baltimore at Minnesota, and Detroit at California. And that's the way they line up for later tonight, Ralph. Okay, Bob Murphy, and here we go to the top of the fourth. It's going ball game. Steve Carlton pitching for the Cardinals. Jack Fisher going for the Mets. Bob Johnson, the first batter for the Mets, and the first pitch is grounded foul, strike one. I'd like to remind you that September 6th, It'll be Ron Taylor in the fan club room. Also September 9th, Bob Henley. September 10th, Hal Rennes. September 18th, Dick Selma. And September 19th, Larry Stahl. One strike pitch by Carlton. Swung on and strike two. Bob Johnson grounded out the third his first time up. His average at 358. He'll be followed by Tommy Davis and Ron Sloboda. Now Carlton back, and the two-strike pitch is fouled off. Bob Johnson swelling an outside fastball, and the count same strike two. Johnson's had 57 base hits for the Mets and 159 times up. Two-strike pitch is just outside. Again, the fastball. Johnson taking the count now, one and two. Cardinals no runs, three hits. The Mets have no runs and two. Left-hander back and a changeup is bounced in the dirt. Two and two. And at two-two, the pitch to Johnson is fouled back against the screen. Now remaining two balls and two strikes. Well, Chicago games that Bob Murphy was talking about, Thursday will be radio only. We'll be on at 2.55. Friday, a doubleheader radio only. Next pitch is fouled back again, and Johnson battles away against Steve Carlton. On Friday, we'll be on the air New York time at 1.25 for that doubleheader. And on Saturday and Sunday, we'll be televising from Chicago both those days. Also radio, of course. 1.25 will be the time we'll be on the air. Johnson steps out of the batter's box, wipes off his face, now gets back in. And again, the 2-2 pitch. This time a foul ball hit by Charlie Parker, the third base coach. 
bullpen located down in the left field territory. Originally here in this stadium, when it was brand new, the bullpens were behind the fence down the left field line. You couldn't see anybody warming up. After they got it all worked out, they brought the bullpens down into visual contact with the fans. A high pop-up on the next 2-2 pitch in foul territory, out of play over the first base dugout. So Johnson making Steve Carlton work. Steve had a long inning in the third when he worked to five batters. Finally got out of a jam with the bases loaded when Cleon Jones bounced back to the mound and Carlton went to the catcher and Tim McCarver went over to Cepeda at first base for a double play. Once again, the signs go out. The windup and the 2-2 pitch. A foul back against the screen. Johnson getting some contact. We cannot rolling along at two and two. Remember talking with Howie Paulette, who used to be the pitching coach for the Cardinals about Steve Carlton long ago in St. Petersburg in spring training. Here's a two-two pitch. It's high ball three. And so Johnson now has it at three and two. Howie thought that this fellow was going to make quite a pitcher. He signed him. He gave him a $5,000 bonus to sign. Howie himself, quite a pitcher for the Cardinals. Now the 3-2 pitch. And it's low ball four. And Johnson, after all those foul balls, working out a walk. That brings up Tommy Davis with no one out. Second walk given up by Carlton. And Tommy got him for the second time. He was out in a good play by the shortstop, Dow Maxwell, his first time up. Tommy's average at 310. He has 16 home runs and 66 runs batted in. And the first pitch to the right-hand batter is low for ball one. Cardinal Bullpen has been just great. They have had 34 saves so far this year. Changeup, bounce back to the mound. Carlton goes for two. The throw of the shortstop, Maxwell, at second base in time. A throw on the first base, a double play. So with the double play racing the base runner, the batter now coming up, Ron Sabota will be coming up with the bases empty. And we pause now for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. Bill Edwardson here twice a day, 7 in the morning and 1 in the afternoon. Here on WGY 10 on your dial, Schenectady. Ralph Kiner along with Bob Murphy and Lindsey Nelson from St. Louis, Missouri. Scoreless ball game. Two men away, top of the fourth. First game of a doubleheader. First pitch to Ron Swoboda's outside ball one. Ron struck out on three pitches his first time up against Steve Carlton. Ron's average at 281 with nine home runs and 39 runs batted in. He looks again at ball two. Carlton has struck out four, walked two. Given a base hit to Jerry Grody and Eddie Cranepool. Two open. Change up way outside, ball three. Three and all. 
On deck batter, Jerry Butek. Now at 3-0, the pitch to Svoboda is call ball four. And the third walk given up by Carlton. That'll bring up Jerry Butek. Jerry struck out his first time up. Batting 246 with nine home runs and 29 runs batted in. The Mets nothing, the Cardinals nothing. Two men out. Top of the fourth inning. The border going off at first base and the first pitch to Buczek is in the dirt. A good play on it by Tim McCarver. Ball one. Steve Carlton back again. And the pitch is swung on. One ball, one strike. Carlton with a good fastball. Buczek behind it. Trying to compensate for the fact he got a late start on the swing. He was trying to go to right field. Now the left-hander back and the 1-1 pitch. Swung on and missed. The breaking ball, it's 1-2. and two. This time, Buczek was out in front. One and two, and Carlton now back again to Buczek. And the pitch is called strike three. The fifth strikeout in the ball game for Steve Carlton retires the side. No runs, no hits, no errors, two walks, a double play, and one man left on, and the score at the end of three and a half innings. The Mets nothing, the Cardinals nothing. Omri Garage, central at Carlton in Albany, has big plans for you during their August cleanup. They're planning to have you take charge in a 1967 Chrysler. Now, this is the move you've been waiting to make, and this is the time to make it at Omri Garage. The volume sales policy at Omri applies to Chryslers as well as it does to Plymouths. Drop in at Armory Garage this week. Take time to see their selection of Chrysler Newports and Newport Customs. If you're just graduating to the Chrysler class, the Newport, the more for your money car, is for you. It's the lowest price Chrysler built yet. It's every inch of Chrysler. Take advantage of Armory's August prices and take advantage of their 101-time payment plans. If you have the ability to pay, they'll say okay at Armory Garage Central at Colvin in Albany. Bottom half of the fourth to come your way, a scoreless ballgame, the Mets against the St. Louis Cardinals in the start of a four-game series. A doubleheader here tonight. Bob Henley is scheduled to pitch the second game for the Mets. And Jack LeMay, the former Met, will be going for the St. Louis Cardinals. Right here, it's Jack Fisher against Steve Carlton. Mets have had two base hits, the Cardinals have had three. And the first man for Jack Fisher in the fourth will be the catcher, Tim McCarver. Tim grounded out the first base is first time up. Left-hand batter and the first pitch is line fouled on the right field line. Ball well hit but a foul ball in McCarver with a one-strike count. 
Tim is batting 301 with 10 home runs and 52 runs batted in. Gets the rosin from the bad boy, and now Julian Javier gets it. He's the on-deck batter. Behind him, Phil Gagliano. And the one-strike pitch to Tim McCarver. Breaking ball, bounce back to the mound. Fisher comes off toward the first base side to make a one-hand, one-hop grab. And it's toward the first base. Gives him the first out in the bottom half of the fourth. That'll bring up Julian Javier, who singled his first time up. He beat out an infield hit to third base. Julian batting 281. Javier was picked up from the Pittsburgh Pirates. He got $500 to sign by the Pittsburgh Pirates. He said if he knew what he knew today and if he were signing, it would be for $50,000 this time. And Fisher with the first pitch, a fly ball hit out to left field. Tommy Davis moving to his right, waiting for it. Now he makes the catch, and the Mets have the second out here in the bottom half of the fourth. That'll bring up the third baseman, Phil Gagliano. Phil fouled out his first time up, batting 192. Scoreless ball game, and Fisher with the first pitch to Gagliano, and it's outside, ball one. Two men away, bottom half of the fourth. One older delivery, a good curveball breaking in, one and one. Frank Sicori, the home plate umpire, at first base, Ken Burkhardt, at second base, Ed Vargo, at third base, Billy Williams. Ken Burkhardt used to pitch for the Cardinals. Now the one-one pitch. It's a good sidearm slider over the outside corner. One and two. Ken also pitched for Cincinnati, and when he was at Cincinnati, he roomed with Grady Hatton. They don't speak now. Ken has thrown Grady out of too many ball games. Now the one-two pitch, and it's fouled off, and the count remains at one ball and two strikes. Ken was not a star pitcher, and Grady Hatton was a star third baseman, so I'm sure he ran the room. Now it's Ken Burkhardt who runs Grady Hatton. The one-two pitch, and it's grounded foul. I don't know, Ralph, that Burkhardt, he's a lot bigger and a lot stronger than Grady. Yeah, but you can't fool around with those stars in the team. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. I'm sorry. That's the unwritten rule. At least you couldn't in those days because if you ever took out a regular and you had something to do with it, you might find yourself back in the minors. Hard smash to left field by Phil Gagliano. A base hit. Ball on by Bud Harrell from the shortstop. Picked up by Tommy Davis. And Gagliano gets his first base hit. That's four for the Cardinals. They now lead the Mets in that department four to two. It's a scoreless ball game, though, as Dow Maxwell steps up for the second time. Dow grounded out to short his first time up. His average at 217. Oh, 
Gagliano with a short lead, and Fisher backs off the pitching rubber. Now he sets up again. And the first pitch is taken over the inside corner, called strike. One thing about Ken Burkhardt, Bob, he's got a short fuse. He does have a rather short fuse. Throw to first base, chases Gagliano back, an easy play. Ken's very enjoyable to talk to. Pitchback is taken high, and it's one and one. Well, when you look down at the St. Louis Cardinals, at least what I do, I think of pitchers like Howie Paulette, Red Munger. Howl in here, foul ball hit out of the way, and it's one and two again. Harry Bikin. Murray Dixon, Mort Cooper, Mort Cooper. Ernie White, Ernie White, yeah. Good left-hand pitcher. They got a whole new crop now. Throw to first base and just a calling card throw. One of the reasons why the Cardinals were not picked for the pennant was the fact that they had so many young rookie pitchers. They have come through. One and two, and the pitch is grounded out towards second base. Bob Johnson goes over, scoops it up, underhands it over to second base to Bud Harrelson for the fourth play that retires the side. No runs, one hit. No errors, and a man left on, and the score at the end of four. The Cardinals, nothing, the Mets, nothing. Now, once again, for the play-by-play, -play, Bob Murphy, but first, here's a word from Rheingold. The seats are hot, the sun is strong, your days are double head along. But sport, you're making it, making it great. You're sitting pretty with Mr. Beer. Rhino, make it Rhino. And you make it big. Rhino, make it Rhino. And you make it big. Rhino, Mr. Beer. A beer with a head so proud and high. A beer so extra dry you can drink it inning after inning and still have room for more. When you've got to go and keep it going. Make it Mr. Beer. Right make it right And you make it big. Right make it right And you make it big. Now the fifth inning here at St. Louis. First game of the doubleheader, and Eddie Cranepool leads off against Steve Carlton. Still plenty of the bright sunshine remaining. Eddie singled to center with a slow roller up the middle his previous time at bat. And the pitch is hit hard through the hole into right field, a base hit by Eddie Cranepool. Roger Maris plays the ball back in to Julian Javier. Mets have their third hit off Carlton, and Cranepool has two of the three. It brings up Jerry Grody. Jerry singled to center, sending Cranepool around to third in the third inning. The Mets had runners at first and third. Nobody out, but they failed to score. 
Left-hander Steve Carlton checks his runner. And a breaking ball is a strike on the outside corner to Jerry Grody. On the message board here in St. Louis a few moments ago, they had some interesting facts and figures posted. Carlton off the stretch. And the pitch foul back into the screen. They posted some facts on the message board that said, if you are a prospective father, the odds on you're having twins, 90 to 1. On quads, one in every 700,000. We noticed in the St. Louis papers today that there is a new family of quads in St. Louis. Here's the pitch on the way. Line drive over short in the left field at base up. And Grody is two for two. Crane pool around second holes there as Brock plays the ball back in. So for the second time, Crane Poole and Grody have delivered back-to-back -back singles. Jack Fisher coming up in a bunt situation. Runners at first and second, nobody out. Cepeda starts moving up the line toward home, getting in position to feel the bus. Carlton checks the runner. Here's the pitch on the way. Bunted, fair ball. Cepeda chasing after the ball gets by him, and Fisher beats it out for a base hit. Jack Fisher bunted the ball past Orlando Cepeda. Carlton, the pitcher, came off the mound going toward the third base line to cover the line so that the third baseman Gagliano could hold there. And the ball was actually bunted between Carlton and Cepeda. Cepeda, who was rushing up the first baseline, tried to angle over toward the mound and catch up with it, but he couldn't do it. The base is loaded, nobody out. Bud Harrelson stepping in. Bud has been struck out and reached on a walk. Bud, the leading hitter this year against Cardinal pitching, he came into this game with a 4.44 average. Here's the windup, pitch to Harrelson. Blazing fastball for a strike on the outside corner. Eddie Cranehool is on third, Jerry Grody on second, Jack Fisher on first, nobody out. No score, we're in the top of the fifth inning. Leon Jones on deck, and then Bob Johnson. Now the pitch. Swing and a miss, strike two. Steve Carlson has walked three and struck on five, and he'll be going all out trying to strike out Harrelson in this spot. Mets do not have speed on the baselines of second or third. Now the pitch on the way. Low and outside, one ball and two strikes. Yogi Berra pacing up and down now on the lines at first. Salty Parker coming to the extreme end of the coaching box to be more helpful to Cranepool. And a fly ball hit right down the right field line. It's going foul. Maris, after a long run, cannot reach it. The ball hits a spectator's hands down in the right field corner. Count remains one and two on Buddy Harrelson. Had the ball been fair, it would have been deep enough to get a run home.
Redbirds have the infield straight away against Harrelson and a double plate up. With Bud hitting right-handed, Kurt Flood is playing him to right center. Inside on a breaking pitch, the count is even. Two balls, two strikes. Mets had a marvelous scoring opportunity in the third, but they were checked by Steve Carlton. Now they have the bases loaded. Nobody out. We're in the fifth inning. Steve Carlton into his windup. Now the pitch. And it'll smash the shortstop. It goes under the glove of Maxville into left center. Greenfield comes in to score. Grody around third holes there. And what looked for a moment as though it was going to be a double play suddenly turned into a run across the plate for the New York Mets and a base hit for Buddy Harrelson. Bud hit the ball hard. A low sizzler just to the glove side of Dow Maxville. Dow lunging to his left, got his glove on it just a little bit, but not enough to come up with it. It then broke under his glove and on into left center field. He had enough glove on it to really slow it up. Rody could only go to third because he was trying to scramble back to second. Now pitching coach Billy Muffet is on his way to the mound. Relief ace Ron Willis warming up in the Cardinal bullpen. Red Shandings is sending Billy Muffet out to the mound to talk to Steve Carlton. I don't know who the first man was that ever said that baseball was a game of inches, but he described the game just about perfectly with that line. Even though the ball was hit hard by Harrelson, it certainly looked for a moment as though it was going to be into a double play. It looked like Maxwell would catch the ball in the air and easily be able to double up Jerry Grody at second. Ball just went off of the fingertips and continued on into left center. Now Muffet comes back to the Cardinal dugout. The batter is Cleon Jones. Here's the pitch on the way to Cleon and a curve at the knees, strike one. Mets lead, one nothing. We're in the top of the fifth inning. Cardinals have the infield looking for two. The pitch to Jones. And a ground ball hit hard up the middle. A base hit by Cleon. Brody is in to score. Here's Fisher coming around. He'll come in to score standing up. And Harrelson goes to third. You can take liberties that you normally could not take with Kurt Flood because Kurt has a sore arm. He crashed into a fence, hurt his shoulder. And when he returned the ball to the infield, he returned it with an underhand toss. A clean single to center by Cleon Jones driving two runs home. For Cleon, his 25th and 26th runs batted in. And this is going to be all for Steve Carlton. The Mets have knocked the left-hander out of the box. Runners now at first and third. The Mets lead by a score of 3-0. Five hits in a row off Steve Carlton. And the Mets have chased the left-hander, who came into the game with a record of 11-7. and seven. Ron Willis will be taking over, and he takes over with runners at first and third, and still nobody out. So while Willis is coming in from the bullpen, we'll have a chance to see how the games line up tonight for the tight pennant race in the American League and the National League schedule with Lindsey Nelson. All right, Bob, only one game this afternoon at Wrigley Field in Chicago. The Cubs defeated the Houston Astros by a score of 6-5, to five, and accordingly, the Mets came into this game against St. Louis, trailing the Astros by a game and a half. Ferguson Jenkins started for Chicago. Bill Stoneman relieved him in the sixth inning and was the winning pitcher. Chuck Hartenstein came on in the ninth and finished up. 
Ruth Von Hoff started for Houston, Dave Jesse in the third was the loser, and Jukes came out of the eighth and finished up. Doug Rader and Dave Jesse had home runs for Houston. The Pittsburgh Power Tour in Atlanta tonight. The warm-ups are Al McBean for Pittsburgh and Pat Jarvis for Atlanta. Philadelphia Phillies are in Cincinnati tonight, a later start. And on the West Coast, the Los Angeles Dodgers play the Giants at San Francisco. Over in the American League, where there are four teams bunched up there right at the top of the heap, the Cleveland Indians take on the Kansas City A's in a later start. The Chicago White Sox are at Washington tonight. The Boston Red Sox are in New York to play the Yanks, and the warm-ups are Moorhead against Talbot. The Baltimore Orioles are in Minnesota to take on the Twins, and the Detroit Tigers take on the California Angels in a later start on the West Coast at Anaheim. Right here at Bush Memorial Stadium in St. Louis, we've just had a pitching change with the Mets having gone out in front by a score of three to nothing here in the top half of the fifth inning. This is the first game of a Twinite doubleheader. We'll be, of course, broadcasting both games. We'll be here tomorrow night and again Wednesday night. Thursday afternoon, we'll be at Wrigley Field in Chicago. And then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we'll be bringing you doubleheaders each of those three days from Wrigley Field in Chicago before moving on down to Cincinnati on Labor Day night to bring you the Mets and the Cincinnati Reds. And again, it'll start at 6.55 p.m. New York time. Once again, we're ready for play here and Bob Murphy. All right, Lindsay, rookie right-hander Ron Willis appearing in his 53rd game of the year. He has been in more games than any Cardinal pitcher. And Bob Johnson first pops the first pitch up into center field. Harrelson with good speed tagged at third. He'll score easily after the catch is made because Kurt Flood can't fire the ball at all. And the Mets lead by a score of four to nothing. So Johnson with a sacrifice fly on the first pitch thrown by Willis gets Bud Harrelson home. That run will be charged to starting pitcher Steve Carlton. It brings up Tommy Davis. Tommy, the seventh man up in the inning. The Mets had five base hits in a row in chasing Steve Carlton. Ron Willis was with the Cardinals just briefly last year. There goes Cleon. The pitch swung on a ground ball fair. Grabbed by Cepeda. He steps on first. Jones moving over to second on the hit and run play. Ball was hit so direct to Cepeda, Tommy Davis hardly get out of the batter's box. Mets were playing, hit and run. Now there are two away. Leon Jones on second and Ron Sloboda coming up. Ron Willis and Joe Horner have been the two firemen used the most by Red Shandies this year. Willis has now been in 53 games and lefty Joe Horner has been in 49. Last year, Willis was in the minor leagues at Indianapolis. Here's his pitch on the way. And a fly ball hit the right field by Ron. Roger Maris walks in about two steps, makes the catch, and the side is out. Well, Willis minimized his pitches to get the side out. The Mets scoring four runs on five hits. No errors and one left on. So we have come halfway in the opener and the score at the end of four and a half. The New York Mets four and the St. Louis Cardinals nothing. <laughs> Have you heard what's going on at Gulf Service Stations? It's Big Tire Days at Gulf. Gulf dealers are now featuring outstanding values on all Gulf tires. 
Big trade-ins, too. Generous allowances on your old tires. Big selections. A complete range of sizes in the entire golf tire line. And remember, when you buy golf tires with a golf travel card, there's no down payment, no carrying charges, and months to pay. Big tire days are going on at golf. Get in on them. Last of the fifth inning, St. Louis coming up against Jack Fisher. Bobby Tolan has come out, and Bobby is going to bat for Ron Willis, and Hal Woodishick takes over in the bullpen. Bobby Tolan, the pinch hitter, speedy left-hand batter. Bobby hitting 250 on the year. Left-hand batter moves up as if to bunt, doesn't offer in its ball one. Better on Hal Wittershick will come on to pitch for the Cardinals in the sixth inning. So Ron Willis works one inning in relief of starter Steve Carlton. He faced three batters and retired three. Fisher's fastball, a strike on the outside corner. Four runs that scored in the top of the fifth inning were all charged to starting pitcher Steve Carlton. Lou Brock is the on-deck batter. The 1-1 pitch to Tolan is hit foul back up toward the crowd. No play. Crowd still coming in a little bit here in St. Louis, and we have a nice crowd on hand. Absolutely beautiful evening for baseball. Just exactly the kind of weather we'd like to have when the Mets get back to Shea Stadium for the Cardinal Series. Right after Labor Day. Bobby Tolan going back now to get the rosin back. Mets have the infield and the outfield, figuring Tolan is a full hitter to right field. The one-two delivery. And the curve is over. Strike three call. Fisher breaking off our beauty. Right here we pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. Harry Downey reminding you I could call you for upside down easier on WGY and WGFM. Connected East. Bob Murphy with Lindsey Nelson and Rob Cantor. Last of the fifth inning here at Bush Memorial Stadium in St. Louis. The Mets lead 4-0. The leadoff batter, Lou Brock, is up against Jack Fisher. And a pass ball pushes him away from the play ball wide. Against the speed and bunning ability of a Lou Brock, third baseman Jerry Buchek draws to the cut-in. Bobby Tolan grabs the glove and goes down to the bullpen to play catch. Indicating that a Lou Brock, third baseman Jerry Buchek draws to the cut-in. Bobby Tolan grabs the glove and goes down to the bullpen to play catch, indicating that Red Shandins will make a double move. Perhaps even more, Ed Spezio is now also going down to play catch. Fisher cranks it up. 
And a drag run by Lou Brock. They'll have to hurry to get him. Johnson shovels it. Not in time. Brock keeps it out of base hit. Real hustle on the part of Bob Johnson, but he simply couldn't beat the speed of Brock. So Brock trying to get something going is on with a drag bunt. Base hit number five for the St. Louis Cardinals. It brings up Kurt Flood. Kurt has one for two, grounded to short and single to center in the third inning. Cardinal crowd stirring around now. Roger Maris, the on-deck batter. Ground ball back to Jack Fisher. He throws to Johnson. There's one. Now to first. Low throw, safe at first. Crane Brewer made the swiping motion, trying to dig a low throw out of the dirt. Ball wouldn't stay in the claw. And safe at first is Kurt Flood. No error on the play, and Brock is taken off the line. Flood reaching on the fourth play. The hitter is Roger Merrill. Roger has grounded out for second, reached on a walk. Walk nothing for one. He's batting 270 on the year. Merrill's a full hitter, but he hits this one high in the air to short left field. Tommy Davis comes jogging in as Harrelson goes out. Tommy Davis takes it, and the Cardinals are out. No runs, one hit, a bunt single by Lou Brock. No errors, one left on. At the end of five innings, the New York Mets four, the St. Louis Cardinals nothing. Veteran left-hander Hal Woodachek on the mound now for the Cardinals. Bobby Tolan has gone to center field. Al Wittesick from Charleston, West Virginia. This is taken inside and high by Jerry Butchek. One ball and strike. Two changes in the Cardinal lineup. Bobby Tolan replaces Kurt Flood in center, and Hal Woodachick is now pitching. Ball two, it's two and one. For Hal Woodachick, his 35th appearance of the year. The veteran left-hander's pitch on the way is a foul ball hit down the third baseline. Gagliano knocked the ball down and pursued it across the line, but it was in foul territory. Woodersick in 34 previous games has worked only 38 and one-third innings. First half of the year, he was bothered quite a bit by arm trouble. He has a 4.7 earned run average. Down is even, two and two on Jerry Butchuk. Now the left-handers wind up. He pitch to Butchuk and a foul ball back. Caroming around in the stands. And the count stays. The two balls, two strikes. 
Bud Harrelson drove in the Mets' first run. Leon Jones singled two runs in. Bob Johnson brought the fourth run home with a sacrifice fly. Mets bunching their hits. They got five hits in a row off Steve Carlton. Now a swing and a miss, strike three. The ball dropped by McCarver. He flips it down to Orlando Cepeda, one man out. Third time in a row that Jerry Butchek has been struck out. It brings up Eddie Cranesville. Eddie, on the other hand, has been up twice against Carlton and has two for two. Left-hander against left-hander, and the sinker is low, one ball and no strike. Al Wittestick came to the Cardinals in a deal with the Astros, sending Ron Taylor and Mike Cuellar to Houston. Breaking ball in the outside, outside corner. One ball and one strike. And although Wittestick has pitched well and been a valuable member of the Cardinal bullpen, it has also been a very profitable deal for Houston. Swing and a miss by Cranepool. One ball and two strikes. Mike Cuellar being converted from a relief ace to a starting pitcher. Cuellar becoming just about the best starter on the Houston ball club. Pitching one and two. Bounce slowly, a foul off to the left. Down remains one and two on Eddie Cranepool. action in the major leagues for a Monday night. Contending teams in the American League will all be in action. The 1-2 delivery is blooped in the air towards her. Gagliano across the line and foul ground makes the catch. Two men away in the top half of the sixth inning. Now Jerry Grody is the hitter and Jerry has two for two. Jerry singled to center his first time up, and he singled to left the second time at bat. Drive in the air to right field fairly deep. Back goes Maris near the warning track. Roger flags it down. That's out in order. One, two, three. That drive well hit by Jerry Grody to right field. No runs, no hits, no errors, none left. At the end of five and a half innings, the New York Mets four, the St. Louis Cardinals nothing. In the last of the sixth inning here in St. Louis, Jack Fisher will be up against Orlando Cepeda, Tim McCarver, and Julian Javier. New York, four runs, seven hits, no errors. St. Louis, no runs, five hits, no errors. Mets are on a slight edge here at Memorial Stadium in St. Louis. They have won three of the five previous games. Mets had one very happy day in the stadium or the last time they were here when they swept the doubleheader. Dennis Bennett was the winning pitcher in one game, and Bob Shaw, in relief of Dick Selma, was the winner in the other. Barry Bull, Orlando Cepeda, is taking a call third strike. Get into a fourth play. A long drive. Hit deep to center. Jones running full tilt. Makes the catch on the warning track. 
Leon Jones going all the way to the warning track in center field to haul that one in. Leon traveling back well over 400 feet from home plate. One out and nobody on. Tim McCarver will be the hitter. McCarver has bounced to Crane Pool and bounced out pitcher to first. Tim McCarver batting an even 300. Fisher out of his windup. Here's the pitch on the way. Curve is in at the knees for a tall strike. hand that Jack Fisher has been with the New York Mets. The first of all right-hander has done his finest work against St. Louis, San Francisco, and Philadelphia. Under the knees, one ball, one strike, and all three of those are good ball clubs. Jack has had more trouble with the so-called lesser team. Next swing, slow grounder to short. Harrelson gobbles it up. The overhand break to Cranesville nails McCarver by two running strides. Two outs and nobody on in the home of sixth inning. Now second baseman Julian Javier. Julian one for two. An infield hit in the second. He slides to left in the fourth inning. Javier has been a large contributor to the winning ways of the St. Louis Cardinals. Lillian hitting 260 with 54 runs started in. Javier wants the ball looked over by Frank Kikori. He appeared to detect a flaw and a new ball is put in play. Javier's most productive year with the Cardinals was 64 when they won the pennant. In 64, with the pennant-winning Cardinals, he hit 12 home runs. He knocked in 65 runs. The Julian has already topped that home run total, and he has 54 RBIs. Outside and low, it's ball one. Last year, he had just seven home runs and knocked in only 31 runs. Fisher out of his windup. He pitched to Javier. Foul back over the screen. One ball and one strike. Mets four, Cardinals nothing, last of the sixth inning. Only in the third inning did St. Louis manage more than one hit in any inning off Jack Fisher. And a curve inside, full foul in behind Coach Joe Schultz to third. One ball and two strikes. Following tonight's doubleheader, night games tomorrow night and Wednesday night, then on to Chicago. Fisher swings out of his windup, Drudy's setting up the target. And he just missed low and outside, two balls and two strikes. Over the weekend, three games were rained out at Chase Stadium with the Cubs. 
Those three will be made up in addition to the four already scheduled, a seven-game series between the Mets and the Cubs. Pitching two and two. And it's over. Strength three called, and Julian knew it. For Jack Fisher, his fourth strikeout. No runs, no hits, no errors, and none left on. So in the opener of the doubleheader at the end of six, the New York Mets four and the St. Louis Cardinals nothing. Through six innings of play here in the first game of the Twinite doubleheader, the New York Mets four runs, seven hits, no errors. The St. Louis Cardinals no runs, five hits, and no errors. Jack Fisher is coming up now to lead off, facing left-hand pitcher Hal Woodyshick. Fisher is one for two. He bunted his way on last time up and later scored. Here's a pitch in for a call strike. Woodyshick is working in relief here tonight. Fisher record is Steve Carlton, who started. Then Ron Willis came in to put out the fire and was succeeded by Woodyshick. Here's a foul ball down the right field line out of play. Two strike count to Fisher. In the second game here tonight, Jack LeMay will be getting his first start as the St. Louis Cardinal. That's coming over to the card from the Mets. Left-hander Bob Henley will be the Mets pitcher in the second game here tonight. Woodyshick into the motion. Two-strike delivery, and it's outside for a ball, one and two. Chris Flood started in center field tonight for the Cardinals, but has been replaced now by Bob Tolan. Here's a one-two delivery. Swung on it on the ground, and at shortstop, it's taken by Max Fuller, moves to his left, threw over the first in time. Side is up. Or rather, one man out. That'll bring up Bud Harrelson. When you're on top, stay there with Rheingold. Miss the beer, the extra dry beer that goes down so nice. Sits so nice when it gets there. Make it Mr. Beer. Make it Rheingold, and you make it big. Harrelson is one for two in a walk. Had a base hit to drive in a run. And the top of the fifth. Al Woodichick with the pitch. High as Harrelson shortened up his load of bunt. Moving out on deck is Cleon Jones. Harrelson has hit safely in seven consecutive games now. Kept his hitting streak alive with the base hit in the fifth. St. Louis Cardinals, ten and a half games out front in the National League race. They're making a lot of World Series plans in and around St. Louis. Here's a pitch, and it's outside as Harrelson again bluffed his out of bunch. Already, the Hotel Association has held a meeting to make plans for housing the visitors who are, who are expected in St. Louis for the World Series. Two-o-pitch, and it's in for a call strike, two and one. Housing became something of a problem here in 1964 when the Cardinals won the Senate because, really, they won it at the last moment and nobody had counted on it much. All the hotel reservations were in Philadelphia. Here's a 2-1 pitch. Bunted back toward the mound. Woodyshick plays it on the first in time. So Harrison bunted a little hard, trying to bunt his way on. He's gone out two away, and Cleon Jones is about it. Cleon's one for three, had a single drive in, two runs in the top of the fifth. Well, in the American Legion, Baseball tournament at Bordentown, New Jersey. 
Parkersburg, West Virginia finally played its first game today. They've had trouble with the Reigns, just like the Mets had trouble with the Reigns at Shea Stadium. Here's a pitch on away. Parkersburg faced Henrietta, New York, in a noon contest. Bordentown played Newcastle, Delaware in the loser's bracket. Beverly, Maryland meets the loser of the West Virginia-New York game. And Hamilton Township, New Jersey takes on the winner of the West Virginia-New York game. The American Legion Tournament. McCarver and Woodyshick just broken up a conference. Now here's the pitch and it is inside low as Leon Jones is moving back on the pitch. 2-0. Bob Johnson is out there on deck. Mets are batting in the top of the seventh. They're leading by a score of 4 to nothing. Woody Shig deals a pitch outside. He goes behind 3-0 and now to Cleon Jones. Woody Shig's 3-0 delivery is taken in there for a call strike. It's 3-1. and one. Defensively, the Cardinals play Cleon to go to the opposite field. This is a 3-1 delivery. Swung on and foul back into the seats and out of play. So the count runs full at 3-2. and two. Leon back into the batter's box. Al Woodishick with the pitch. Swung on it on the ground towards third. Cut off there by Gagliano. Played on and just in time to get Jones on a very close play at first base. That is out with no runs, no hits, no runs, and none left in the middle of the seventh. The score is, and that's four and the Cardinals nothing. And now here's a word from Ryan Gold. Fishing rod, Ben. You give him some play. Must be a ten-pounder. Gonna be a big day. Yeah, you're really making it. Making it big. So we're in a six-pack of Mr. Beer. Rhino, make it rhino. And you make it big. Rhino, make it rhino. And you make it big. Rhino, Mr. Beer. With that tall, proud head, as glorious as that big blue on your line. Rango's dry, so extra dry you can drink it strike after strike and still have room for more. So make it Mr. Beer. Rango, make it Rango, and you make it big. Rango, make it Rango, and you make it big. We're going to the bottom of the seventh now, and Phil Gagliano is coming up. He's the number seven man in the batting order, so with the pitcher scheduled up third in the inning. Action starts from the Cardinal bullpen with Al Jackson up and throwing. On the message board and right, so you'd like to be an umpire. Hard smash, fielded by first baseman, sticks in his glove. He tosses ball and glove to the pitcher covering first. What is the ruling? Answer at the end of the inning. 
Jagliano is one for two. Right-hand batter facing right-hand pitcher Jack Fisher, who started, and it's in an all the way for the Mets. Their ball is outside for ball one. Dowell Maxville on deck, swinging back. This is the first game of a Twinite doubleheader. First game of a four-game set here in St. Louis. The pitch is in for a call strike. It's one and one. We'll be on the air tomorrow night at 8.55 p.m. New York time. Here's a 1-1 one -one sidearm delivery. Hit on the ground towards the hole and left. Second deep by House and a long throw. And at first base, the call is safe. Ken Burkhardt made the call, and uh, not too clearly, but the call is safe for Phil Gagliano on a very close play. It was taken deep on the edge of the infield ground by... by Bud Harrelson. Gagliano legged it out for his second hit. Dow Maxwell. Nothing for two is up there now. I was hit number six for the Cardinals off Fisher. Trainville plays behind the runner at first. Here's a swing and a ground ball to short. Could be a double play. Harrelson to Johnson. That's one throw to first. A double play. Harrelson, Johnson, Cranefield combating. But it isn't the pitcher who's due up third in the inning because it's Bobby Tolan who appeared as a pinch hitter in the fifth inning and stayed in the ball game. So now Tolan comes up with two men out, nobody on base. The pitcher bats number two in the current batting order of the St. Louis Cardinals. Tolan uh, struck out as a pinch hitter in the fifth inning. The Mets are leading here by a score of four to nothing. This pitch is inside. It's one and oh. Infielder Ed Bursu goes down to loosen up his arm in the bullpen area for the Cardinals. He's traded to the cards from the Mets during spring training. Jerry Buchek. There's a 1-0 pitch. It's a breaking ball that is inside. 2-0 now to Tolan. Again, Fisher works. Swan and line on past Johnson into center field for a base hit. Leon Jones up returns the ball and Tolan rounds and holds his first. The hard smash, and Johnson tried to get to it on the backhand side, but could not. Lou Brock's about it. He's two for three. Running his way on last time as a world of speed. Brock has stolen 40 bases already this year. He's at the plate now. Left hand by a close stance. Pitch one on it in the air to center field. And Cleon Jones ranges over, pounds the glove, and puts it away. Ross flies out there in the inning. No runs. Two hits, no runs, and one left. The end of seven full innings. The score is the Mets four, the Cardinals nothing. And now for scores of other games and the schedule, here is Ralph Cannon. Okay, Lindsey Nelson, one-day game in the National League. In fact, in the major leagues, the Cubs beat Houston 6-5. The winning pitcher was Bill Stolman. The losing pitcher was Dave Jeffy. Dave had a home run but couldn't help his own cause. 
came in the fifth with no one on. Raider home run also for Houston in the first inning with a man on base. At the end of one, Pittsburgh nothing, Atlanta nothing, McBean going for the Pirates against Pat Jarvis. The end of one half inning, Philadelphia, and they're on a hot streak. They have won seven consecutive ball games. Nothing. Cincinnati coming up against Dick Ellsworth. Jerry Arrigo pitching for the Cincinnati Reds. The Dodgers are scheduled against San Francisco out on the coast against the San Francisco Giants in Candlestick Park. Don't forget that Monday, September 18th, will be Sandy Koufax night at Chase Stadium, a date coinciding with the Dodgers' final New York series of the season. Contributions may be addressed to Sandy Koufax night, Chase Stadium, Flushing, New York. That's September 18th. Sandy Koufax night. In the American League all-night games, at the end of one, Cleveland nothing, Kansas City nothing, McDowell and Odom. At the end of one half inning, the White Sox won Washington coming up against Joe Horland. Bob Purdy pitching for Washington, due for the home run for that one run. The end of one half inning, Boston won. The Yankees coming up against Moorhead. Talbot pitching for the Yankees. Baltimore scheduled against Minnesota and Detroit against the California Angels. Right here in the Mets in front, four to nothing as we go to the top of the eighth. And once again, here's Lindsey Nelson. All right, Ralph Kiner and Ed Brissou is in the ballgame now at shortstop in place of Dal Maxwell for the Cardinals. Now, with a shake pitch to Johnson. He's in there for a call strike. The answer to the baseball rules quiz. Fielder throwing both glove and ball to first base to retire a batter violates no rules. So the runner is out if the glove and the ball beat him on the play. Here's a swing and a foul ball to the right side and out of play. In case you missed the question, it was in case the smash goes to first and lodges in the field the first baseman's glove, and he tosses both glove and ball to the pitcher covering. What's the ruling? The ruling is if he gets there, he's out. Two strike count to Bob Johnson. Low and away for a ball. Johnson had a sacrifice fly to drive in a run. And the big fifth inning when the Mets got their four runs. Here's a swing and a ground ball, and it's going through for a base hit for Johnson. Up the middle, and it's taken out there by Bob Tolan and played back. Johnson turns, comes to a skidding haul, and repeats to first base. Now Tommy Davis, who is nothing for three tonight. Right hand batter. Pitcher of record for the Cardinals is Steve Carlton, who started here tonight. Whittishick pitch to Davis. It on the ground is short, taken by Pursue, and he plays it over now to second for one to throw on the first and in time for a double play that goes Pursue, Javier to Cepeda. Ed Pursue, Julian, Javier, and Orlando Cepeda combining on the double play. Now Ron Svoboda. He is nothing for two in a walk. Right hand batter. We pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. This is the Edwards, and I'll see you twice a day at 7 and at 1. Here on WGY 10 on your dial, Schenectady. This is Lindsey Nelson with Ralph Kanner and Bob Murphy at Bush Memorial Stadium in St. Louis, Missouri, and Wittishig deals to Swoboda High for ball one. The Mets are leading by a score of 4 to nothing, and they're batting in the 8th. This is the first game of a twilight doubleheader. Now the pitch, and it's high. 2-0. The longest Cardinal losing streak of this season is four games. Their longest winning streak, eight games. They have a ten-and-a-half game lead over the second-place Cincinnati Reds. Now the 2-0 pitch. Swung on and popped up to deep short. Ed Brissou on the rim of the outfield grass calls. He's underneath and waiting. He puts it away and the side is out. 
Now runs a hit, no errors, and none left. In the middle of the eighth, the score is the Mets four, the Cardinals nothing. Omri Garage, Central at Carlton in Albany, has big plans for you during their August cleanup. They're planning to have you take charge in a 1967 Chrysler. Now, this is the move you've been waiting to make, and this is the time to make it at Omri Garage. The volume sales policy at Omri applies to Chryslers as well as it does to Plymouths. Drop in at Omri Garage this week. Take time to see their selection of Chrysler Newports and Newport Customs. If you're just graduating to the Chrysler class, the Newport, the more for your money car is for you. It's the lowest price Chrysler built yet. It's every inch a Chrysler. Take advantage of Armory's August prices and take advantage of their 101 time payment plan. If you have the ability to pay, they'll say okay at Armory Garage, Central at Colvin in Albany. Ricketts is coming up now to bat for Hal Woodishick, leading off the eighth inning for the Cardinals. He is a catcher by trade. Hitting 246, he has seven runs batted in. Left-hand batter facing Jack Fisher. Al Jackson continues to throw down the Cardinal bullpen. Tommy Reynolds is in left field for the New York Mets. Place of Tommy Davis. Here's a swing and a drive into right, and it is on by to the wall. One hop, and by Slavota coming back. Ricketts is on his way to second, and he holds there with a double as Slavota cuts the throw loose to third base. Ricketts has a pinch double. He landed ball one hop to the wall, and Slavota crowded a little bit, so he came off the wall over his head. And Roger Maris is coming up. Maris is nothing for two and a walk. And for the first time tonight, we're going to get a little action down the Met bullpen. Cardinals batting at the bottom of the eighth. Right-hander Ron Taylor is up and throwing. He is a one-time St. Louis Cardinal. Fisher up and set. Fisher's in there to Roger Maris for strike one. Joe Grisenda gets up to throw also down the mid bullpen now. Right-hander Ron Taylor, left-hander Joe Grisenda. They hit throw all even in the game at eight each. The Mets are leading four to nothing. Ricketts leaves at second base. Fisher's pitch to Maris, breaking ball low, and it's one and one. Al Woodichick turned in an impressive three innings. But he allowed no runs and only one hit. Struck out one and walked none. Fisher now off the stretch. Jack Ricketts, 1-1 one, one pitch to Maris. Fastball inside. It's 2-1. Orlando Cepeda kneeling on deck. And starting a little rhythmic applause here in St. Louis. 
There's a two-one pitch curveball. It goes high and it's three and one. Fisher takes the sign from Jerry Grody. Offers up a 3-1 pitch. It's swung on and it in the air to center field. Cleon Jones coming, coming, coming and makes the catch. Ricketts goes back to second, no advance. Cleon's throw goes over the head of Bob Johnson, comes to the center of the diamond where it's backed up by Bud Harrelson. Orlando Cepeda coming up. Came into this game leading the major league in batting and in runs batted in. Struck out, hit into a force play and slide to finish. came to the Cardinals from the San Francisco Giants in exchange for left-hand pitcher Ray Sadecki. Now Fisher off the stretch and here's the pitch outside. Year before last when general manager Bob Housem traded away Ken Boyer, Dick Grote, and Bill White. It looks as though he were dismantling the St. Louis Cardinals, and in effect he was. But then, when he managed to get Orlando Cepeda, that made up for a lot of it. Here's a swing, and a handle hit down toward the bullpen, a foul ball. He broke the bat, run off the handle and down to the net bullpen, foul. Comes over to get another bat from the bat boy, and the count's one and one. Then this year, when the Cardinals were able to make a deal of Charlie Smith to the ice for Roger Maris. In Maris and Orlando Cepeda, they picked up a lot of the punch that they needed to get them up there to the top of the heap where they are. This will be a 1-1 pitch. Sidearm delivery that's thrown on and popped up to the right side. Into short right field, Bob Johnson retreats and makes the catch. No advance, Ricketts holds it second, two away. Cepeda popping out. And Tim McCarver is coming up. He is nothing but three, a left-hand batter. The Mets lead in the game by a score of four to nothing. The Cardinals say that the big uh, switch that paid off for them this year was Mike Shannon being able to make it at third base. Isn't in the lineup in this ball game. Bill Gagliano is, but Shannon has been a big man there for them at third base this year, and they say that's the one that really helped out because it made it possible, of course, for them to... Put Roger Maris out there in the outfield. Leave Flood in center and uh, Lou Brock in left. Here's a swing and a high fly ball down toward the right field corner in foul territory, drifting toward the stands, and it's going in out of play. Lamoda came across to the bullpen area and watched it go in. It's strike one to Tim McCarver. Carver has a closed stance at the plate. Ricketts leads at second base, and this is a strike one pitch. Breaking ball high and away. It's one and one. Now again, Fisher. 
Checks the runner at second base. Offers 1-1. One, one. It's in there for a call strike two. One and two to McCarver. St. Louis Cardinals have been packing them in here this year at the new stadium. And with their status as front runners in the National League. Last year, they had an all-time St. Louis attendance of 1,712,980. Here's a pitch foul off and out of play. The count holds it one and two. It is entirely possible that the crowd here tonight may send the cards over that record-breaking mark and establish a new record. And then everything from here on in will be clover as they expect to go well over two million. Lindsay, did you see where in their last homestand, they drew more people in that single homestand of less than two weeks than they did in the entire season in 1934 when they won the World Championship. I sure did because the 1934 Cardinals were always considered and still considered one of the real color teams in the history of the game of baseball. They won the National League pennant with a lot of great stars. Here's a 1-2 pitch now to McCarver. Swung on and hit up the middle for a base hit. Good score, Ricketts. He's rounding third and coming home. He comes across the plate with the first Cardinal run. McCarver holds it first. Singleton a run better than it is now. The Mets four and the Cardinals one. With two men out, Javier is coming up. He's one for three. And in one ten-game stretch here this year, the St. Louis Cardinals grew more fans for the ten games than they drew in the entire 1934 home season. You know what the attendance was for those 10 games? No. 353,272. <laughs> There's a pitch and it is running at the third baseline. It's on the grass well. It'll be a base hit and no play. Ricardo holds it second. Javier's on the first. Buschak came up with the ball but did not throw. He had no play. That ball was well in on the grass. No chance of it rolling foul. So now it's tying run at the plate represented by Phil Gagliano. Gagliano is two for three tonight. He's a right-hand batter. The Cardinal fans have come alive. Gagliano's had two homers and 16 runs batted in. Runners at first and second, two men out. The Cardinals now have 10 hits in this game. Side arm delivery by Fisher is topped on the ground. Foul back of third. Taken by Joe Schultz, the third base coach. And it's strike one. Ed Brissou is on deck. It would appear that the Mets did Ed Brissou a great favor in the spring when they traded him to the St. Louis Cardinals for Jerry Buchek. Because here he is on a team that's running out front in the National League with an excellent chance of uh, picking up a sizable World Series check. Fisher's side-arm delivery just missed. He thought he might get a call, but he didn't. It's one and one to Gagliano. Ron Taylor and Joe Grisenda continue to throw in the bullpen for the Cards. For the Mets, I beg your pardon. Cards are batting here in the bottom half of the eighth inning. Now time is called for a moment. Gagliano steps out. Runners hold up. 
And Gagliano now settles himself back in. This is a 1-1 pitch. Sidearm. Low and away. It's 2-1. Cardinals coming on here in the bottom half of the eighth inning. To score their first run of the ball game. And to threaten even further. Jerry Grudish flashes out the sign. And the 2-1 pitch. Side-armed and swung on. Hit in the end of center field. Cleon Jones moves over. Has a play. He's underneath. He makes the catch. The side is out. But the Cardinals got a run on three. Hits Norris and two left. At the end of eight full innings. Score is at four. Cardinals one. The late Edley Stevenson once said of the United Nations, But what did we expect? That peace would drift down from the skies like soft snow? That there would be no ordeal, no anguish, no testing in this greatest of all human undertakings. Any great institution or idea must suffer its pains of birth and of growth. We will not lose faith in the United Nations. We see it as a living thing, and we will work and pray for its full growth and development. We want it to become what it was intended to be, a world society. Four runs, eight hits. We're going now to the ninth inning through the first eight of this, the first game of the Twinite doubleheader. The Mets have four runs, eight hits, no errors. Cardinals have one run, ten hits, and no errors. It'll be Jerry Burchek coming up now to face Al Jackson, who has come on to do the pitching for the Cardinals. Woody Shake having been removed for the pinch hitter, Dave Ricketts. Steve Carlton started tonight, pitched four innings and faced five batters in the fifth. Charged with four runs on seven hits. He struck out five and walked three. Ron Willis came in then to retire the side. Credited with an inning, no runs, no hits. Struck out none, walked none. Woodyshick worked three innings. He is making his 31st appearance of this season. Jackson has won eight games and he has lost four. Last time out was August 25th at Los Angeles. He got a win. When he worked six innings and allowed one run on four hits. His last loss was to the New York Mets in New York. When he worked in relief for three innings and gave up two runs on four hits and was the loser in a 6-4 game. So Al Jackson now comes back out to the mound. They start to work here in the top of the ninth. Bucek has been up three times and he has struck out three times. The National League office today confirmed the rescheduling in Chicago this weekend of the games rained out at Shea Stadium this past weekend. Here's a pitch in for a fast strike to Bucek. Thursday was to have been an off day for the Mets. Actually a travel day from St. Louis to Chicago. But they'll be playing a single game Thursday afternoon at Wrigley Field. Here's a pitch low. We'll be on the air at 2.55 p.m. New York time on Thursday afternoon. Bringing the Mets and the Chicago Cubs. And then after that, the Mets and the Cubs play three consecutive doubleheaders. Friday afternoon, Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon. Here's a pitch outside, two and one. We're on the air 
Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, each day at 1.25 p.m. New York time to bring you successive double-headers. Here's a pitch outside, three and one. Did you say excessive or successive? Well, they're successive. I imagine the ball players and the pitching staff will think they're excessive before they get through. Of course, the uh, Cubs have a little the worst of it. They have a doubleheader also on the Monday on Labor Day. Here's a pitch that's in for a call strike. It's three and two. Kuchek thought that he had drawn a walk and started down to first. Mets have a night game in Cincinnati, Labor Day. We'll be on here at 6.55 from Cincinnati that Monday night. There's a swing at a high top to deep short, and Brasseur's on the outfield grass making the catch. One away. Ed Cranefield is coming up. He is it safely in nine consecutive games. He is two for three in this game here tonight. Taking away at the left-handers. Steve Carlton, the starter, was a left-hander. Willie, who worked only an inning, is a right-hander. But then they followed with Wittishick and Jackson, both left-handers. Al Jackson with the pitch. Low for a ball. 1964, Al Jackson won 13 games for the New York Mets, and that is the most that any Mets pitcher ever won. Here's the pitch low, 2-0. Jackson was traded to the Cardinals along with Charlie Smith or Ken Boyer. Two-0 delivery. In for a call strike, it's 2-1 and one. out of Cranville. One man out, nobody on base. The Mets four, and the Cardinals one. Swung on it in the air to left field. Lou Brock comes in. He's there now, and he makes the catch. Two away for the Mets in the ninth, and Jerry Grady will be the batter. We want to look ahead to the bottom of the ninth. The Cardinals are scheduled to send up Ed Pursue, Bob Tolan, and Lou Brock. is inside to Grody. Grody is two for three. Last time up, he lined the ball deep to right. That base hits his first two times up. Swing on a ground ball to the right side. Javier on the outfield grass. Up and over the first in time. So the side is out. No runs, no hits, no errors, none left in the middle of the ninth. The score is the Mets for the Cardinals won. We're going now to the bottom half of the ninth inning, and it'll be Ed Pursue up to lead off for the St. Louis Cardinals. You know, Ralph, this is a twilight doubleheader that started at 5.30 here in St. Louis, and now we're just getting at the time of night when it's beginning to get a little dark. Perfectly natural, perfectly normal, and the weather's beautiful, but I've been in so much rain lately that when I see it start to get dark like this, I start looking around. Every time the people stand up here like in the seven inning stretch, I think they're going to go back under the stairs and get away from the weather. That's what it'll do to. Every coming up now, right-hand batter. 
hitting 136. He's had one home run and one run batted in this year for the Cardinals. This is his 60th time at the plate. He's had one triple. He's had eight base hits this year. First time up in this ball game, facing Jack Fisher, who started and has been in all the way for the Mets. Ball is running down the third baseline on a foul ball. Good check. The moment it got across that line, gloved it. Pursue across the bag at first, coming back, trying to bunny his way on. The pitcher of record for the Cardinals is Steve Carlton. And for the Mets, of course, Jack Fisher has been in all the way. In the second game, Jack LeMay will pitch for the Cardinals and Bob Henley for the Mets. Tomorrow night, Dick Hughes for the Cards and Cal Kuntz for the Mets. Strike one delivery sidearm. Swung and hit on the ground. Five boots like a fair ball down toward the Mets' bullpen. Could be extra bases. Pursues on his way to second, and he goes in sliding with a double. So Ed Bissou has his first double of this season. He smashed that ball between Burchek and the bag for two bases on the ground, and Bob Tolan's up now with nobody out, a left-hand batter. He's one for two. And that's lead 4-1, and there's double barrel action in the bullpen. Left-hander Joe Grisenda, right-hander Ron Taylor. Now Fisher's pitch is on away for a ball. Ed Brissou leading off the bag at second base. There's a swing and a drive, foul to the right field corner. Going up into the seats, a foul ball. Well, that got a reaction to the crowd. He gave it a rip, a line drive down there, but a foul ball. He never left the batter's box. It was a foul from the moment it left. One and one. Ed Bristow takes the lead and the 1-1 pitch. It's Bunnett out there the mound, and Jody comes up with a place to first in time to get Tolan. Bissou moves on to third. So Tolan goes off 2-3 on the attempted bunt base hit. And Lou Brock is coming up. He's two for four. The Mets lead four to one. The Cardinals have a runner at third with one man out. Alex Johnson has moved out on deck now. The bat for Al Jackson due up next. Here's a swing and a foul ball backing out of play. Strike one to Lubach. Brock now has, with his two hits in this game, 165 base hits. 
Pitcher's strike one delivery. And it's in there for a call strike. As Clark moved up as though to bat. But the breaking pitch was in the strike zone. So it's nothing in two. Mets four, Cardinals one. Fisher takes a look around. Left over Brissou leading it third. Two strike delivery and it is high and away. Brock starts to go and lay it off. Swung his body around, didn't swing the bat. It's one and two. Mets will be playing the Cardinals back at Shea Stadium the night of September 6th. As the cards come in for two games. Here's a pitch high, two and two. Clark has an overly close stance at the plate. A world of speed. Fisher takes off his cap to mop his brow now a little bit. This is a 2-2 delivery. Third ball and it's hand in the left of base hit. It scores for two. Now he runs up at the ball, throws it back, and Brock turns and holds with a single left and a run ball it in. That brings up Alex Johnson, tying one at the plate. It's the Mets four, the Cardinals two. One man out with the Cardinals batting in the bottom of the ninth inning. And now... Jared Robinson moves up on the dugout steps to see if uh, Ron Taylor and Joe Grisinda are already in the bullpen. And here comes manager Wes Westrom out to the mound. Jerry Grady has already gone out to the mound. It's going to be Ron Taylor. The sign's already gone down to him. And Ron Taylor is coming in here. He is a one-time Cardinal who was traded with Mike Cuellar down to Houston in exchange for Hal Wittishick. And Taylor was picked up by the Mets this year from Houston. Ron Taylor is making his 40th appearance of this season. He has won three games and lost four. Jack Fisher turns now and starts for the dugout. Last time out, Taylor worked on August 23rd against the Phillies, and it was two innings, no runs, and one hit. Joe Horner gets up to throw down the bullpen now for the St. Louis Cardinals, left-hander. And as Ron Taylor starts to warm up to check us out again on scores, here's Ralph Kiner. Well, the Chicago Cubs beat Houston. In the day game today, by a score of six to five, the winning pitcher was Bill Selman, the losing pitcher was Dave Jesse in relief. Raider and Jesse had home runs for Houston. At the end of three, Atlanta won, Pittsburgh nothing. McBean pitching for the Pirates and Jarvis scoring for Atlanta. At the end of three and a half, Philadelphia won, Cincinnati won, Ellsworth and Arrigo, the opposing pitchers. The Phillies have won seven consecutive ball games. And also scheduled the Dodgers against San Francisco, Candlestick Park. In the American League, all night games, the end of two and a half innings, Kansas City won, Cleveland nothing, McDowell and Odom, the opposing pitchers. 
The end of two and a half innings, the White Sox won Washington nothing. Holland and pretty the opposing pitchers, and Buford had the home run that put the White Sox on the scoring board in the first. The end of two and a half innings, Boston won the Yankees nothing. Morehead against Cobbett. Also on the schedule, Baltimore against Minnesota, and Detroit against the California Angels. All right, Ralph Connor, we're going to step out for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. Join me, Harry Downey, weekdays, 10 to 11, 30 a.m. and 3 to 6 p.m. Here on WGY and WGFM, Schenectady. This is Lindsay Nelson with Ralph Connor and Bob Murphy at Bush Memorial Stadium in St. Louis, Missouri. The Mets are leading the league-leading Cardinals by a score of 4 to 2. So the Cards batting in the bottom of the ninth, the runner is first, one man out, and Alex Johnson up there to bat for Al Jackson. Ron Taylor has just relieved Jack Fisher, who worked eight in the third, gave up two runs on 12, and struck out four on walk one. Taylor now up and set, checks the runner at first, and here is the pick. Swung out and fouled out. Lou Brock, the runner at first, has stolen 40 bases. Alex Johnson. He's hitting 235. He has one homer and 12 runs batted in. He is tying run at the plate. Dick Selma gets up to throw down in the mid bullpen now, along with left-handed Joe Grisenda, who continues to warm up. Roger Maris is on deck. Taylor Jackson deals. Here's a swing and a miss. Two strikes now to Alex Johnson. Joe Horner continuing to throw in the bullpen for the St. Louis Cardinals with Jackson now out of the ball game. Taylor takes out his cap, goes to the rotten bag. Steps on the river and leans forward to take the sign. Brock leads his first game full holes against him there. Two-strike delivery to Alex Johnson is high and it's one and two. Cardinals making a bid here in the late innings. They pushed across one in the eighth. They pushed across one here in the ninth. Mets got all four of their runs in the top half of the fifth inning. Taylor again takes the side, sets to work. Off with one, two with the runners going. Here's a swing and a foul ball off and out of play. Lou Brock. Off and moving on the pitch. We'll have to come back now. Count holes at one and two to Alex Johnson. Came to the Cardinals from the Philadelphia Phillies and spent most of last year at Tulsa. Set up again now. Brock leads it first. Taylor throws over. Not in time. He's back safely. Maris is on deck, and he's followed in the batting order by Orlando Cepeda. A one-two delivery. On the way. Swung on and fouled off out of his feet. The count continues. One and two. Manager Wes Westrom standing in the corner of the mid dugout with his arms folded. Taylor again takes off his cap to mop his brow. 
Donahue. Let's send to take the sign from Jerry Grady. Brock lead. Brock blessed the start. A swing and a miss. Johnson's out. Brock holding it. First first with two men out. Lee Brock blessed the start. Alex Johnson swing and miss. So Roger Maris is tying run. Now with two men out. Maris is missing for three and a walk. He's had eight homers and 44 runs batted in this year for the St. Louis Cardinals. Again, Ron Taylor sets up and deals, and it's turned out. It's in the air to left, and Tommy Reynolds is right there. He pounds the glove. He makes the catch. The ball game is over. The New York Mets have won the first game of this one-out doubleheader from the league-leading St. Louis Cardinals by a score of 4-2, to two, and Jack Fisher gets the victory. It's his ninth of the season, the 38th of his Mets career. He is within two of the 40 of Al Jackson, who is high in total career victory for the New York Mets. In the bottom half of the ninth inning, one run on two hit and one left. We'll be back in a moment with the final summary and totals right now. The